This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coronavirus's microscopic tentacles are starting to affect the Defense Department's acquisition system. The Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment, Ellen Lord, gave an update earlier this week on how weapons systems will be affected by the economic slump. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me with what he learned. And Scott, let's start with what's happening to the weapons systems. I guess they don't mean so much the systems as the financial and business base that supports them. What's going on and what do they think is causing it? That's right. Well, the big thing is actually going to be the schedule of how these these major weapon systems are going to be coming out. The Pentagon is expecting a three-month delay across the board for major weapon systems. So that puts a kink in the systems of things like the Ford-class aircraft carrier, the Columbia-class ballistics missile submarine, and also the next-generation operational control system. I mean, these are huge multi-million, if not billion-dollar uh, acquisition programs that are going to have to wait three months or more. Um, Now, Ellen Lord, she said that uh, they're seeing a lot of slowdown in the shipyards, especially. And then as we've talked about before, you know, the aviation industry is taking a huge hit because, you know, they they get a lot of their money from the commercial sector. So they're highly impacted as well. So this isn't necessarily a, uh, you know, something because of COVID, like COVID hasn't stopped the the work from actually happening in certain areas necessarily, but just because companies have had to close down, you know, and, and I mean that by, you know, people haven't been sick and that's why they're stopping it. It's, it's more, you know, they, because of the shutdown, because of, of everything that's had to stop, that's why this, this sure. uh, slowdown is happening. Well, you can't do welds on an aircraft carrier by telework. And exactly. I suppose also there's a constant stream of suppliers to these sites where they assemble aircraft or ships and, that supply chain might be interrupted. All right, so there's a provision in the stimulus package that's supposed to help contractors. Does DOD think they can make some good out of that? Right. Well, this is going to be a, a big issue. And um, so this this provision is called the 3610, it's Section 3610 in the stimulus package. And what it does is if you were doing any sort of contract work and then new regulations were put into place, so, you know, you were a non-essential worker, um, you know, your, your facility had to shut down or your factory had to shut down, well, you can ask the government for money to pay your employees. Uh, And Ellen Lord said that is going to be billions and billions of dollars. And the way she put an emphasis on it made it sound like it's not going to be one or two billion and billions of dollars. It's going to be, you know, a a high up there number. So, you know, this relief to pay employees is something that the Defense Department is going to have to to handle. And, uh, you know, one of the things that they're doing is asking them in, in this package that just passed for some money in there to help pay for this because it's it's going to affect the way DOD spends its money and where the readiness goes. So this could be for employees, for example, that have to be at a network operations center, contractor employees that operate government facilities on behalf of the government and they can't get in, that type of person? Yeah, or as you were saying, you know, a, a joint welder uh, at, um, you know, on an aircraft carrier that's, that's being built, you know, if he can't go to his job or her, she can't go to her job, then, uh, you know, that person still needs to get paid and they still need to be an employee. So, um, you know, the company can ask the Defense Department for uh, money because they, the Defense Department closed down that factory. And uh, now now the Defense Department is, is in it for some money uh, without any work. I guess in the meantime, they'll weld some other kind of joint. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. And what are some of the other industrial base impacts that Ellen Lord said they've seen so far? 
Right. So, so right now there's 106 of the about 10,500 prime companies that are closed. And within that, uh, you know, 68 others had closed previously and then have since reopened. Now for vendor based companies, uh, there's 427 of the about 11,500 that have closed and also 147 have closed and reopened. So it's not a huge amount of companies that have you know, completely closed down. But as time goes on, we're probably going to be seeing more of these companies close just because they're not getting the money that they need to, to keep going. And as you know, and as we've talked about, the Defense Department has upped its progress payments to 95% for small businesses and 90% for uh, larger businesses to try and keep these companies liquid. They're putting things on contract as quickly and fa- as fast as they can and kind of pushing up DPA kind of things, Defense Production Act kind of things to keep these businesses afloat. And they're hoping if they can pay these big businesses like Lockheed Martin, that that's going to trickle down to small contractors as quickly as they can. So, uh, you know, one of the things that they're doing is, is they're this week, they're expecting the progress payments to really start going out. And that's going to provide $3 billion in increased cash flow to industry. Because it sounds like this could really scramble all of these innovative contracts that they're trying to find new technologies from all of these small businesses or non-traditional types of companies. All of those programs sound like they could be messed up. Definitely. I mean, that's the one thing that the Defense Department has really been trying to keep its uh, you know hands in is these small non-traditional companies you know the the guy in his garage with a really great idea and uh, you know that company right now is not going to be able to do what it needs to do and uh, you know certainly being on a government contract that has a lot of the twists and turns of the defense acquisition system probably not their biggest concern at the moment so uh, this is not necessarily the greatest way to bring in innovation. However, Will Roper, who's the Air Force uh, Acquisition Technology and Logistics Chief, said, you know, he wanted to make sure that innovation is not a casualty of this coronavirus. And he's trying to use some of the quick funds that they have and things like the uh, Defense Production Act to stimulate these smaller companies to maybe uh, change what they're producing and and make it uh, so that they can still earn money through making medical supplies and things like that until they can get back on track. And the other day, you and I spoke about this DPA, this Defense Production Act money. There's some trackers going out there to try to find out where it's going. And by the way, I was not around when Truman signed the DPA into law. I know it is a matter of history, (laughs) but not as a matter of eyewitness. I didn't come along till Eisenhower. What else are we learning about DPA money? What did Ms. Lord say about that? Right. So DOD is working with Health and Human Services and FEMA, and right now they're contracting $500 million in medical supplies and equipment. That includes a plan to uh, make these decontamination systems, about 60 of them. What they do is they sterilize those N95 masks that you've been seeing uh, healthcare providers use, and these systems can sterilize up to 80,000 masks a day. Uh, They're also, the Defense Logistics Agency has so far provided 1.8 million N95 masks uh, and 54.8 million exam gloves, 8,000 ventilators and 275,000 isolation and surgical gowns. So there's a lot going out there. Uh, Right now, DOD, this is is something that's really interesting. DOD ordered 3 million face coverings. If you remember uh, about a week and a half ago, the Defense Department ordered that service members need to use face coverings whenever they're out, you know, doing anything really. Well, 
the thing is, is that they don't have the face coverings necessarily. So right at this point, only 135,000 are going to be delivered by the end of April and then 580,000 by the end of May. So service members are stuck at this point using their own sort of face masks, whatever they can conjure up. Uh, And then, you know, as far as price gouging goes, that's something that's been on people's minds when it comes to the Defense Production Act. The House Oversight and Reform Committee is investigating Royal Phillips NV for selling ventilators as prices as for for prices as high as seventeen thousand dollars when just months ago they were going for three thousand three hundred dollars. So you know that's something to keep an eye on is, is sure. how these companies are responding to the Defense Production Act and and if they're trying to pull one over on the government. Federal News Network Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. And stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.